Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Twirl Talk Podcast. I am your host, Liz Cox, and y'all, I am over the moon for today's podcast episode. Um, Nancy has been, well, I have adored Nancy from afar, literally. Nancy is one of the reasons I ever pursued photography in the first place, like 10 years ago. Um, So the fact that I now we consider each other friends today and we get to sit down and have this conversation is just such a full circle moment that I just feel really, really grateful for. Um, And all the more grateful. I would have loved to have had this conversation with Nancy in private, but I feel all the more excited that I get to share this conversation with you guys today. Nancy Ray is one of truly like angels on earth. One of just, she's amazing. She really is truly amazing. I am actually in the midst of doing her contentment challenge right now. Um, And it is like rocking my world. She just is such a She's just amazing, y'all. I sound like a blubbering idiot, but (laughs) I just love her. I think she is so wise and is so giving of her life lessons and resources she's created in her life for just rhythms of renewal and grace and contentment. And it just, she's a gem. She's a true gem. And I'm so pumped that she's on the podcast today. We talk about everything about wedding stuff, but life stuff as well. And She's just amazing. I cannot wait for you guys to get to know Nancy if you don't already know her. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about her in case she is new to you. Um, Nancy is a wife, a mama to three little ones, photographer, podcaster, and speaker. She is the host of the Work and Play podcast, and she owns Nancy Ray Photography and leads a small team of wedding and family photographers. Nancy speaks regularly at several conferences and retreats, sharing her inspiration and foundations in building a successful business and a balanced life. She lives and works in Raleigh, North Carolina with her husband, three kids, and Great Dane. Now we talk about, we mentioned that Nancy has a photography business and leads a small team, but as of 2019, that she has closed the doors to that and we get into that today and it just, I don't know, it all at the time we were closing meant to be and it just all is just really crazy the way the Lord works out conversations and friendships and where we are in life transitions. So today's episode was so impactful and powerful for me. And I hope that it's really impactful and powerful for you too. There's no way that you can walk away from, even if you're just following Nancy on Instagram, like walk away, not encouraged by this woman's life. So I am elated that she is a guest on the podcast and that you guys get to hear just from sweet Nance today. Uh, she's just the best, guys. I'm so excited. Uh, but before we get into it, I want to give a huge shout out to our podcast sponsor today, The Smile Lab by White Groom Raggard. The Smile Lab by White Groom Raggard Orthodontics offers an online smile assessment so even the busiest of schedules can start the journey to a beautiful new smile. If you don't have time to stop by the Smile Lab out in the Summit at Fritz Farms, visit thesmilelab.com and follow the instructions of six simple pictures. Submit and their orthodontist will review and be in touch. And if you mention Twirl Talk, you will get 10% off your entire comprehensive treatment. So amazing. They're already 40% less than competitors price when it comes to their Invisalign treatments. So why not just 
get even more of a discount by using Twirl Talk to get that extra 10% off your comprehensive treatment. So incredibly generous. We're so thankful for their support of the podcast. And y'all, if you're wanting 2020 to be the year you have your dream smile, go visit them out at the summit or like they said, go to the smilelab.com and get your, uh, get your assessment there. All right, guys, I'm done talking. Nancy Ray is going to stop, start talking and you're just going to be obsessed. <laughs> okay. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this wonderful conversation with the sweet Nancy Ray. Friends, I am overjoyed to have today's guest on the podcast. Um, I like, well, Nancy and I are friends now, but like me five years ago would be like crazy fangirling right now because you may not know this, Nancy, I don't know, but Nancy is a huge reason I ever pursued photography before I was doing all this crazy stuff. So this is just like full circle magic right now. Um, so I'm so excited, Nancy, that you're here. Um, I could tell the people all the things that I love about you and who you are, but I'll let you, I'll let you do that work. You can (laughs) tell the people who you are, what life looks like for you, all that good stuff. Well, you are so kind. That was a very generous intro. Intro. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. I am super excited to be here today. Um, Liz and I have connected, um, gosh, over the last several years, and it's yeah. been so fun just to kind of do business owner life like alongside each other from afar. Um, yeah, so I'm Nancy Ray. I'm grateful to be here. I am a wife to Will. I'm a mama to two little girls and a little boy. And we have a great Dane. He's massive. So that's fun. Um, (laughs) He's so sweet. And yeah, I own and run Nancy Ray Photography. Um, I have been a photographer for, this is my 12th year in business, which is hard to believe, doing weddings and families. And I have a team uh, who works alongside me, also shooting weddings and families. And I am also a fellow podcaster. So that's fun. This is actually new for me. I've only been doing this for I guess two months now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Liz, you can teach me all your ways, but I'm really <laughs> grateful to be here. You're the cutest. I just love you. Um, <laughs> well, and yeah, so Nancy, it's like so fun because I had asked Nancy, gosh, I don't know, a while back if we could do a podcast and then in the midst of it, cause you know, we like plan things out forever. She launched her own and I was like, oh my gosh, you're going to be like a pro on this thing. And you are, you're killing it. Thanks. It's really fun. <laughs> it's I so really, fun. It's really fun. It's kind of a medium that I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, but I love it. I really it's love so it. fun. Yeah. I love it. So I'm going to, I'm going to pitch the podcast hard at the end, but just know now guys, go ahead and just subscribe, listen, you'll love them. And yours are the best. Cause they're just like short little nuggets of gold. I like, do try oh. to keep them. Yeah. I try to keep them at like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. It's the best. Like you're just happen, like, but yeah. Like, but I try. I try. It's good. It's good. Well, and I wanted you, I, you guys are just going to love Nancy so much. I'm like giddy over it, but I wanted to get you on the podcast to talk some about photography, just like practical things. Um, cause a lot of our listeners are brides and engaged in planning their weddings. And, um, one of the beautiful things about Nancy and her photography company is you all are film photographers, which I love. I love so much, but I feel like some people don't really know like 
what the heck, like why film? Like, why does that matter? Like, why should I, why is that valuable? Like, what's the, what's the deal? Why is film so trendy right now? Which LOL, it's like film is the, the OG, but tell, tell our listeners a little about why, why film photography, like what makes it so valuable and what about film is it that, that you love so much? I love always hearing you talk about it. So this is one of my favorite questions because I'm really passionate about film. Um, when I was starting out, I did the whole digital thing. I went to school for photography and we only, well, okay, backing up school for photography. I did the darkroom thing. I did film. I did all black and white when I was in college and it was so fun. There's something really magical about taking a photo, not seeing what you're capturing, and then putting it through all the chemicals in mm-hmm. the dark room and watching it come to life. It really was when I fell in love with photography. So then when we started learning more of the technical side of photography, as far as what to do for fashion and lighting, we transitioned to more of a digital approach. And that was great. And I loved it. And I do think that um, obviously it's valuable. I started out my business as a digital photographer. And I did all my weddings and families shooting with my digital camera. And let me just say, like, digital photographers are awesome. They're beautiful. They do amazing work. I still am a digital photographer, too. But what happened for me was about four or five years into my business, I started seeing this imagery from other photographers in the wedding industry. And I just thought, like, what do they have that I don't? Why do their images look like that? Why are their skin tones beautiful and like dreamy and the light is so like golden and perfect and the skin is just, it's like creamy. I don't know. There's something Mm -hmm. about it. I couldn't get enough of the colors were just so vibrant and beautiful. And so I started kind of pursuing these photographers and following them. And I realized the common thread is they all shot in film. And I was like, wait, you can do that? Like, that's a thing? You can shoot and film on a wedding day? Like, what about the dark room? I'm thinking about spending hours in the dark room. And I still get that question all the time. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean you're shooting in film? Don't you have to, de- like, where do you develop them? Do you develop them yourself? And thankfully, no. We send it off <laughs> to a lab that professionally handles all of that for us. And it's almost comical because they send it to us back in digital files. So while I'm a film photographer, I still am delivering JPEGs to my clients. But it's amazing because the quality is incredible. When I get those images back from my lab, I hardly have to touch them. The colors, the exposure, everything is just about perfect. Now, sometimes I'll have to do a little bit of tweaking in case I was a little off kilter and it's not like totally centered or... Um, if I didn't do it right when I was metering the camera or, you know, whatever, I tweak it a little bit for, for the most part, I don't do a thing. Like the images are gorgeous. And so I fell in love with it. Um, just from purely an artistic standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, years ago and just committed to learning it and incorporating it in my weddings and all of my work, because I just, as an artist, I loved it. I valued it so much. Um, But what I realized, the biggest benefit, I think, to becoming a film photographer is how it has made me a better photographer. Mm. I really went from taking so many pictures. And you'll see when digital photographers, there's nothing wrong with this. It's just kind of what you can do because you're shooting in digital. Mm. You take like 20 shutter count, like 20 Mm. images to Mm. get the one that you want. With film, it's expensive and you don't have that luxury 
So you just kind of take a step back. You take a breath. You look at the whole um, composition of the image. You look at the lighting. You slow down. Mm. You slow down with your couples. You're really intentional about what you're capturing. And to me, I think that's been the biggest benefit. Not only are the images perfect and beautiful um, and the colors are so vibrant, but it has made me slow down and Mm. capture wedding days capture my couples in a way that doesn't feel as rushed. It feels like really, um, smart and really Mm -hmm. intentional. And I have really loved that. Mm, I love that. And I feel like as a, like if I was a couple, a bride of yours, like I would love that so much that you were being so observant of my day and I could just trust that, you know, like I could trust that you were yeah, just so intentional with your time and your craft. And I don't know. I love it. I yeah, love that's it. what it's all about, which I I feel like the pace at which I shoot is just different mm-hmm. than when I was, you know, early Nancy Ray photography days where right. I'm just rushing and, you know, taking, gosh, I used to take like 6,000 images at one wedding. And then I would have to narrow those down. Um, and I just take so much less. It's, I mean, in a nutshell, quality over quantity. Like that is film photography to me. And that is exactly how every wedding or family should be photographed as you should be focusing on quality over quantity. Mm, Great. Yes, girl. Yes. (laughs) Well, and some people may not know if they're new to you, if they're listening to you for the first time today, they may not realize it, but oh, and my heart like still sinks a little bit when we talk about it, but this is your last year. 2019 is your last year of Nancy Ray photography. And I'm, I have no doubt it is bittersweet, but what, what is it about weddings that you're going to miss the most? Or maybe what are some of the greatest things that you've learned from your time as a wedding photographer? Like, what are you, what are your biggest like takeaways from this incredible career and season of yours? And, but too, like, what are you most excited about when 2020 hits, you know? Yeah. So if, if you're listening and you're like, wait, what, <laughs> what just Hold happened? On. She's closing her business. <laughs> I think Liz said she's going to talk about my podcast at the end, but I go into detail about that whole journey in my podcast. And I know we don't have time to today, but I think it's like episode four. If I'm remembering mm-hmm. right, it's like early on. If you want to hear the backstory, um, I am going to miss so much about weddings. I, there's, I mean, literally I get teary-eyed thinking about it because I really do love it. I love it so much. I'm really going to miss the anticipation, Mm -hmm. um, knowing that I am part of one of the most important days in someone's life. And I have the honor of being not just they're capturing it. Like what people don't realize is I am in the most intimate moments. Like Mm -hmm. if a bride is feeling anxious, I'm the one there talking to her. Um, When she sees her dad for the first time, I'm the one there offering him a tissue. Like I, it's, it's amazing and such a privilege to be there at really some vulnerable and intimate moments, um, for all of my couples. So I'm really going to miss that. Um, I'm going to miss the fact that I know like what I'm doing, the work that I'm doing and capturing these images is going to live on forever, forever in their family. Like, it's amazing to think about not only are they going to print them and frame them and put them in their home, but their grandkids one day are going to look back mm-hmm. at the images. And I know that because I look at pictures of my grandparents' weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are some of my most treasured possessions. So it really is capturing the start of a legacy. And that's been my heart all through my business. So that's, 
that's like big picture what I'm going to miss. I think practically speaking, I'm going to miss just showing up and knowing that I did an amazing day's work. Like there's something where you have to be on for like 10 hours straight and you have to give it your best. And there's a lot of fulfillment that comes at the end of a wedding day when my whole body is exhausted and my feet are hurting and my back is hurting. And I just lay in my bed smiling, thinking like, I just did the most beautiful work and I am, my body is wrecked and I am so tired. Um, and I will be for another two or three days, but I did good work and there's something really fulfilling about that in life. Um, and then I'm just, you know, I'm going to miss the fun parts. I'm going to miss like, all right, are they going to smash the cake in each other's face or are they going to be like delicate and feed each other? Like <laughs> you never know as a photographer, I'm like always on my toes. I'm ready to go. I'm going to miss doing the wobble, right? Like, Obviously. The reception, obviously. The reception, like there's always fun dances. I always kind of sneak in the back. Like I'm going to miss not knowing what is the new thing. <laughs> Being a wedding photographer, I just automatically know like what's the latest songs? What are like the most hip songs? I'm like immediately going to be aged because I'm, I'm going to be out of the loop. <laughs> because I'm not a wedding photographer anymore. Um, but re receptions are just fun. I think I'm going to miss that. Um, and, you know, these are all related to the wedding day, but as a business owner, I'm really going to miss my team. I'm really going to miss doing team meetings and hosting team retreats and having our quarterly planning days and having, I mean, just, there's so much camaraderie and joy when you get to do work alongside a team because we share really frustrating clients and really hard situations. And we share some of our greatest joys and successes. We share all of that together so I think I'm really going to miss that a lot. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I do have one girl who's going to stick around and help me with just the podcast and kind of the future endeavors I'm, I'm moving towards. So I'm like super excited. My team is it's going to shrink. You know, it's going to be me and her, but I'll still have a team in that regard and we'll still do some things. But I'm really going to miss the girls that I've been working with for the last seven years because they are incredible. Yeah, I love your team. They're like some of my dearest friends too. Oh, they're mom. amazing. They're I know. They're, they're amazing. Best. Oh, they're the best. Well, and that, I mean, that was a perfect, <laughs> like you may have meant to do that, but if you didn't, <laughs> that's perfect. Because one of the things, and I think I talked about earlier, like you were such an inspiration to me in the very beginning of my quote unquote career. But I think what drew me so much to you, because I, I found you, once you're what like once Callie was on the team and um watching from afar and now being more a part of your life you cultivate such intentional community in your life um from from your team from you know because and I think people that have community in their life are so magnetizing like I think some of the sweetest draw to your business is people seeing the way that your team loves each other. And I know, well, and part of this, everyone go listen to the backstory of why Nancy is closing her business because everything will sound, be way more relevant. But a lot of your decision to close the doors was from the help of your community and from what was it? One of the retreats you all go on together. It was like this awakening in you of like, oh gosh, the Lord's spurring something in me. And I think God does, like he does something in our hearts through community that, that can literally change our whole lives. Um, he's so intentional. He is so intentional to give us people 
so that we can live intentional, beautiful lives. So all that to say, it's one of my favorite things about you. I think you do it so, so, so well in every facet of your life, your team, the wedding industry, in the walls of your own home. So talk, talk to me, talk to our community, our community, a little bit about what, what is it about community that feels like such a cherished part of your life? Yeah, it definitely is so cherished and so um, life-giving, I think mm-hmm. would be the word. Yeah. There's something about, like I said, just doing work alongside people mm-hmm. um, that you love and that you trust. And I do, I love and trust my team a lot. Um, one of the things I teach is when you're hiring or if you're building a team or if you're, if you find yourself in a leadership role, even if it's just volunteering at your church or um, if you own a business and run it, or if you're part of a team, um, when you're looking to add on new team members, I always say hire for character and not for talent. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did from the start. Um, now know that my girls are crazy talented. I saw a lot of potential in them. Neither Callie nor Olivia, um, had picked up a camera and really shot a wedding at all. I trained them from the ground up and they're my two wedding photographers. Um, you know, Jen, my family photographer has had some experience with a camera, but I, I trained her as well. I hired the late, those ladies because of the character they had. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I could trust them. And with that foundation of trust, um, we just build it together. Mm-hmm. And so I never call them my employees. I always call them my team members because I yeah. think that we're on mission together and we're linking arms and doing this work together. And I really believe in vulnerable leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being vulnerable is a key to good community. And so, you know, when I started sharing with my team, like, Hey, I'm going to lay out everything before the Lord and just ask him what he wants of me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's going to do to this business. And I don't know what that's going to do to my family and my life, but mm-hmm. I need you to know that like, that's where I'm at. And mm-hmm. I want you to be praying for me and for our work in that. Um, I didn't want to hide things from them. I didn't want to surprise them. And so that's kind of where it starts, I think, is being vulnerable. And if you're vulnerable as a leader, it gives them permission to be vulnerable too Mm -hmm. um, and kind of go to those hard conversations and go there. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, I think, is the key to really strong community in any area of your life Mm -hmm. is being the first one to say the thing that maybe you feel like, oh, I went a little too far sharing that. Mm -hmm. Like maybe Mm -hmm. I... Oh, I, maybe you feel a little icky because you just were like, oh, I just kind of bared part of my soul and like mm-hmm. kind of want to keep that close now. Every time I, I say something and have a little bit of remorse about saying the thing that maybe I should have kept close, um, it's always returned to me mm-hmm. tenfold because they feel permission to share some, some things too. Mm-hmm. So I believe in vulnerable leadership. I believe in vulnerability and friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that I just try to live life that way. Now, granted, you have to use discretion. I mean, I'm not saying share everything or bear your entire soul all the time. Um, But if you think that it would be helpful and if you think that it would just demonstrate like, hey, I'm giving you permission to to go there, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that has always been such a blessing to me Mm -hmm. um, in my friendships and in my team. Mm -hmm. That's so good. So good. Well, and it was, this is so funny. I was just at coffee with a friend yesterday morning and she's pregnant and probably by the time this airs, sweet babe will be in the world. But, um, we were talking about something and she adores you too and has followed you for years. And, um, 
we were talking about something and she's one of those, she's an Enneagram one. And so she needs like knowledge and all these things. So she's been doing all the classes and reading all the books and doing all the things. And she said, um, God met me in one of Nancy. And she did not know when she was telling me this, that we were talking the next day. And she said, um, cause I was like, how are you doing? And she said, God met me in one of Nancy's posts the other day. And I was like, what was it? She said, I went back on her blog and I read all of her pregnancy stories and her labor and delivery stories. And she, I, I guess I haven't read them in a while, but I guess with Millie, it was more like you pray, you prepared like really like, okay, this is how labor is going to go. I have A, B, and C fixed out. And then with Lyndon, you were more spiritually prepared kind of thing. Right. Am I, am I butchering this or is it all right? No, you're exactly right. Okay. And so it was in Lyndon's story that God met her and said, like, stop reading all the things. You do not have control over this. You, Yes, you can be prepared, but, like, I have this. And, like, at the end of the day of when you're giving birth, like, Lord willing, you're going to have a baby in your arms. How that happens is in my control. Yep. But, like, I want you to experience me that day. Yep. And so with that, like you speaking into being vulnerable and how you, you, you know, use discretion, whatever, but like what a gift you have given people you don't even know because of your vulnerability with sharing your life. So I just was like, oh my gosh, I have to tell Nancy that story because it just is a testament, I think. And like, because of that, like my community is so enriched and like that conversation was so life-giving because we went there, like, you know, right. it, it had us pressed into like, how are you really doing? What's really going on here? Like, you know, all the things. So yeah, there's definitely a special kind of vulnerability when you share your birth stories with the world. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've had birth photographers at the birth of every baby, mm -hmm. but those have been such profound experiences in my life. And the Lord has let me, the Lord has met me in ways that I can't even describe. I try to when I blog about them and I try to, but it is, it's so profound. It's incredible. So yeah, I, again, just like believe in sharing and yeah, I've hit publish and I'm like, Oh, oh. that's like mine. Like that's mine. That's yeah. my vulnerable story. And that's so precious. And for a lot of people, they don't want to share that. And that's fine. That's yeah. totally fine. Um, but I have, I have gotten feedback from other women who are like just about to birth a baby or just are like on that journey saying, holy cow, like this, this meant a lot to me. Like you have no idea I needed to hear that and read that. So um, if the Lord can use it, I'm like, let's do it. Like I want to share it. Um, if I can just help one lady, mm -hmm. maybe just turn her eyes more towards the Lord in this whole experience. Um, yeah, it's good. Okay. It's worth it's, it. it's worth it yeah. for sure. Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, and in it, like community is such a sacred part of people's life. And I, it breaks my heart when people don't have it, you know, but, um, especially in new seasons of whether it's, you're having your first baby or you're about to get married or you're engaged or whatever it is. Like, and for me, like going through singleness, like if I did not have community, like, whoa, baby, it would be a totally different walk and, and whatever that looks like. Um, what would you say? And we've kind of touched on this a little bit already, but 
besides vulnerability, which I think is number one for sure, what are some like tangible things that you've done in your life to create that kind of life-giving community for, you know, for anyone? Like when people are like, okay, you know what I mean? Like I'm always one of those that it's like, oh, it's a nice fluffy, pretty thought, but like, how, how do I do that? How do I do that? Yeah. What is that alongside vulnerability? What does that look like for you? Well, I think that you're asking me this question at a time in my life where um, I have literally been like in the last week crying to my husband, mm -hmm. feel, telling him like, babe, I don't really feel like I have good community. Really? Yeah. Um, and I think that it's because I, I think as a business owner and as a three on the Enneagram, mm -hmm. um, I have been so task driven and so goal oriented the last 12 years of my life. I am wrestling with and learning like who is Nancy Ray apart mm -hmm. from Nancy Ray photography. Um, and I have like some dear, dear friends who have been with me since high school. I mean, these three women are so special to me, but I haven't really put myself out there or like pursued them in the last 12 years. Like I really want to, um, so I'm like realizing that I've also really been intentional with the community and my work, but my work's about to go away. Yeah. So I've been telling my husband, like, I, I'm really like hungry for community. And so as I'm wrestling with this and just telling you all and being vulnerable, like putting it out there now, yeah. um, I'm really looking at ways that I can be proactive in like fixing this mm. like hole in my life is what it feels like. Yeah. Um, so we're being really intentional about our involvement at church. We've taken a hiatus from church involvement because hashtag kids like <laughs> nursing, feeding, like keeping them alive. Like it is a marathon just to get out the door to go to church in the mornings, much less serve. So like now that I feel like I'm coming out of a little bit of a fog, mm -hmm. um, we're being really prayerful about church involvement and kind of what that looks like for us moving forward, because I do think there's some really important ministry and community that happens um, with the local church. But apart from that, I think like a practical thing that I'm trying to do and that I would encourage anybody who doesn't feel like they have community is to be the one, mm. be the one to like send the text or make the call or like invite someone over and put yourself out there or invite yourself over. That one yeah. thing that I've done a couple of times recently is like, I've texted my friend, Amy, I'm like, Hey, can we use your pool? Or, Hey, can we do this? Or, Hey, do you want to come over? And sometimes I think we feel like we're inconveniencing people. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a big reason why we don't go there or invite ourselves into other people's lives or invite them into ours is because we just feel like it's inconvenient. Like who would want to hang out with me mm -hmm. or they already have their life going on right now. So I'm going to just get in the way. And I'm trying to just ignore those thoughts and be like, even if it takes five times of me reaching out and the answer is no, every time, like, I'm just going to go for the sixth time and hope that it, it'll work out. Like I'm just going to be intentional about just inviting people in and inviting myself over, <laughs> even if yeah. that's what it takes to just, and I'm not talking about having like 10 or 15 friends or like a really big social life. That's not realistic for me right now mm -hmm. because my kids are so little, but I'm just talking about really being intentional with maybe two or three friends. Mm -hmm making it regular and me just being the one to step up and pursue it. Yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Well, and I think like 
gosh, I, it's so, I mean, I don't believe in I, coincidence or whatever. I'm like, the Lord, the Lord is like so funny for me to be like, oh, I'm going to talk to Nancy about community. This is going to be so awesome. And it just goes to show like, we only see what people want us to see. So like how many more people are in that same position where it's like, I'm perceiving these things about you, but like, really, I didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, yes, be the one, be the one to say like, let's get together. Cause someone else is probably just as hungry as you are for it. And I found recently, like the more I talk to women, the more I figure out that people are lonely. Women are lonely. Like I'm not the only one who feels lonely. And I think in a season of having small kids and not, I mean, there are three tiny humans that are so demanding of my time. Mm -hmm. And I I do feel bad sometimes asking just for time for me and a friend. It feels pretty selfish, Mm -hmm. but just knowing like, you know what? I do need community and I'm not the only one out there who's in the season who needs it too. Yeah. So just figuring out ways to integrate that in my life. Um, and I really don't think that I've even realized it mm-hmm. until I'm this business change is happening for me Yeah, because I've gotten so much community from my work and from the ladies that work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just now realizing, no, I need to have like friend friends, like apart yeah. from work friends, you know? Yeah. So it's been really healthy and really hard for me to kind of come to that realization. But knowing that I literally just have months left of running this business, mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to change some things now. Yeah. Like I want to start living the life now that I want to be living next year and the years right. after. Right. So I totally agree that I think most people who look like they're in like a really flourishing community, um, they can be lonely too. Yeah. And I do think that, my, you know, my husband, he works with, Christian business owners and CEOs. That's like what he does as his work. Um, he's part of an organization called C12. And he literally talks to these amazing men and women who lead these incredible organizations. And C12 exists because a lot of those people are incredibly lonely. Mm-hmm. Like business owners, we like live and work in a very lonely like we, like our friends are our tasks and what we do. And to, to me, like, that's okay. Like I'm pretty filled up by that, but mm-hmm. in the long run, it's just not really healthy. Yeah. So I think it's so important um, just to realize like, Hey, they might look like they have it all together, but they could be lonely too. They're mm-hmm. just people. Doesn't right. matter how many followers they have. Doesn't matter how many, how much money their business brings in. They are people who need friends. Um, and so just befriending them. Like, yeah, yeah it's pretty incredible. So. Mm. And it, I mean, yeah, it just, you just never know, but it's yeah. like, God made us for relationship. God made us for community. And I think like, I, I have watched it happen over and over and over again with my friends that, you know, in this, in this season of being newlyweds, it's like the last, you know, extensive amount of time has been wedding planning and the wedding day happens and then it's over. And they're like, Oh shoot. Like now what? Right. So it's kind of, you know, whether it's your wedding day or your business going away, like things end. And it is like, it's funny because my business partner and I have been talking a lot lately of like, who are we when our titles are stripped away? Yeah. And I, I, you know, or what do we want to be known for if all of this got taken away? Where do we stand? Yeah. What are our feet 
stand, like what foundation is our, our feet standing on? And when we initially asked it, we were like, uh, I don't think we have an answer. Like we put too much weight in, in all of these things. And not that they're not wonderful and beautiful and life-giving in and of themselves, but right. it's like, do I have people and I don't, you know, just like a footing if everything else is taken away. And if we've, if we're able to have that kind of community, like we can still stand on our own two feet because most likely we've got people carrying us for a little bit to do so, you know? Yeah. Hmm. That's so good. I could, I could rant forever about community, but gosh, I think all of that, all that you said is so beautiful, so true. And like, I think it's sweet because you're literally living it right now. Like it's not this thing of like, Oh, this is what I've done for years and it's perfect. And my life is great. You're like, no, I'm like figuring out what that looks like right now for me. I think too community. I don't know if you feel like this lives, but I feel like community has almost become like a buzzword. Yep. Community, community. I don't know. I feel like I'm hearing it all the time and I'm like, I get all deep and philosophical, but I'm like, what is community? Like, what is that really? Mm-hmm. What are, what do we mean when we say community? Um, and then what is community going to look like in your season of life that you're in? God just keeps speaking to me about seasons. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Community for me, when we were newlyweds looks different than community looks like for me right now when I have three small kids. Yeah. And I think when I think of the word community, a lot of times we think of a group of like a big group of people, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I think of like, I don't know, 10 to 25 people is like community, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When really community doesn't need to be that. No. It can be really small Mm -hmm. and really, really strong. Yeah. And so again, I think we, we forget that it's not all about the number of friends that you have or the number of what your things you're involved in, because I would rather have like two solid friends that have my back through it all Mm -hmm. that are there for me, no matter what, that check in with me, I check it with them. Then I would, you know, 20 wedding industry friends um, you know, 15 friends at church that are all surface deep. Yeah. So I think it's just important to say like, yes, you need community. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, that's important, but don't get so fixed on the number. Um, again, Hey, let me tie it back in quality over quantity, right? Just like photography. There you go. But literally with community, you want a life that's intentional and you want quality. And I think it's important to not compare like, Oh, she has such a great community Mm -hmm. of friends and people, but like, I only have one friend. Well, maybe your one friend is deeper and more Mm -hmm. worth it than 20 friends who are surface deep. Totally. So yeah, I just want to encourage anybody who's listening, like don't compare yourself to anybody else who might seem like they have a better community than you Mm -hmm. um, or live in community like be thankful for what you have and don't focus on the numbers, focus on the quality of relationship. Preach it girl. Yes. (laughs) That is so good. My friends and I always say like, and I think it's from a Shauna Nyquist book, but our home team, like that's, and there's probably only like maybe five or six of us. 
you know, like the size of a baseball team or a basketball team, like, and that's all we need. Yeah. I mean, God has blessed us with more than that, but like that, it, the, the quality friendships. Yeah. Cause we're also like, yes, we're made for relationship and, in you know, in small or large forms, but at the end of the day, like our human capacity can only handle so many. Yeah. You know? So I think that's so wise for you to encourage them to like, the matter, the number doesn't matter. The quality yeah. does. Just like photography, you don't <laughs> need every photo. You just need the good ones. You just need the best ones. <laughs> oh gosh, man, this has been so good. Oh, I love it. I we could sit here and do this for like ten more hours. I think so. I do need to feed a baby, but other than I that, <laughs> I know you're like other than that. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I could sit here and chat with you all day. I know it's so. I'll just I'll just come visit North Carolina. It'll be perfect. Perfect. Um, but we love to ask. This is the time of the podcast. We love to ask this of every guest we have on the show. Our mantra here at Twirl is: She twirled through life with a heart full of joy. What for you, my friend, is the foundation of your joy? I love that question. (laughs) I do. I don't know. When you ask it, it's like I get just a picture of just freedom. And like Mm. when you're a little girl, I mean, I have a four-year-old, literally, she loves to twirl for us. On Father's Day, she went downstairs. Sorry, this is a total tangent. I'll get back to the question. On Father's Day, she put on a dress and my husband was still asleep. And I said, do you want to go wake up daddy and wish him a happy father's day? And she says, yes. And I want to twirl for him. So she literally went in there and was like, good morning, daddy, happy father's day. And just twirled over and over. And then I've got an almost two year old and she goes twirling dress, twirling dress. And she just wants to copy her and twirl. I mean, it is literally the sweetest. So having that tears in my eyes, I know, but just having that visual reminder, literally my girls are twirling every day and there's this freedom that comes from just living that kind of pure joy mm-hmm. um, and delight in life. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that bring me joy. I think my ultimate answer is walking with the Lord. Yeah. Um, that's like the number one thing that gives me a life of joy because he knows me better than I know myself. And he is so faithful in all of my ups and downs of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's number one. But I mean, this, these might seem cliche. I don't even care. Just family, like being, having this precious little family, being with family. We're about to go tonight. I'm going to load up all three of my kids in the car at 7 PM. Lord help us. Let's hope they sleep. We're going to drive three and a half hours. Um, hoping that they sleep the whole time to the beach to spend three days with family. And I think, I can get off track in life and just think like all the things I have to do are more important than that. But really, no, like mm. nothing's more important than family and just really spending time with the people that you love. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's amazing. Literally, you like made me all misty over here with that visual of Millie and Linden. Well, because I just think like, what if we like lived in that posture with the right. Lord? Right. Right. Oh, I could like literally sob if I kept talking about it, but just knowing like, and he delights in that. He wants that freedom for us. Yeah. And I think seeing that visual almost literally every day is such a good reminder for me that 
that is what the Lord wants of us. He really does delight in us just like we delight, you know, like Will was just, he couldn't stop smiling and laughing. The fact that she just wanted to twirl for him, like that is so precious. And he had such delight in her. And that's exactly how the Lord is with us. He just wants us to be free and to be ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why my foundational answer is the Lord, because he's the only one who can get us back to that place too. Mm -hmm. I really believe it. Um, And in the freedom that he gives us, Mm -hmm. like we really can twirl through a life with joy. What is it? Um, my no, you're good. Yeah. Twirl yeah. through life with a heart full of joy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think some people might th- hear that and be like, Oh, like my life is hard or like that can't yeah. be it for me. Or that seems like silly or too childish. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Exactly. Like that is the point. Life is fully lived and like beautiful when we can kind of go back to being like a little girl, like almost childish, like Mm -hmm. laughing and just being free. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really sweet. Mm. Like you just like explained our whole mantra. I love it. So sweet. Oh man. Well, tell our listeners how they can follow along with you if they aren't already, what you've got going on and all that good stuff, how we can keep up with the life of Nancy Ray. Yeah. Um, well, nancyray.com is my website. Um, that's kind of the home for all the things with my blog, my podcast and, um, work and play with Nancy Ray is the name of my podcast. And, uh, it's really fun. It rhymes. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and then if you want to also check out just our last year of our photography business, and we're going to keep this site up um, forever, I hope. I mean, nancyreyphotography.com. It has all the archives of all of the weddings I've ever photographed. My team has ever photographed. Um, the blog there is just literally 12 years of content of work that we've done, and it's very um, full. We have some educational resources there too. But yeah, so that's kind of where I've been and then kind of where you can find me, like where I'm going is nancyray.com and on Instagram. I love Insta. I'm at Nancy Ray on Insta. Pretty easy. Oh, I love it. I love it. And this was a gift. This was such a gift. I'm like, if no one else ever hears this conversation, I'm just glad we got to have it. Me too. I had fun. It was really good. Thank you. And thanks for just asking really good questions. And yeah, I just love just the voice and the whole heart behind this. Um, I'm really honored to be here. So thank you. Oh my gosh, you're so kind. I just love you. I love you. I wish we looked closer. That's what I say every time, like with my out of town friends, I'm like, can't you just be closer? I know. It'd be so fun. Oh, well, thank you, friend. This was seriously such a gift, such a gift. Isn't she, I mean, y'all, I do not mess around when it comes to amazing guests on this podcast, and Nancy Ray is just, right? There are no words for how wonderful she is. She's so wonderful. She's probably like wanting to just crawl in a hole that I'm saying all of this, but I mean it. She just is light of the world, and I'm so dang grateful that she is a guest on the podcast now. Um, I hope that you just feel lighter and encouraged and spurred on to live a meaningful life and cultivate just a beautiful legacy in your own life and choose what matters for you and your family and the people that you love. I just am always so inspired and encouraged by that woman and her story and her life. And I hope you are too today. If you're not already, 
go follow her on Instagram. She's such a fun person to hang out with on the internet. (laughs) Um, Her kids are the cutest. Her husband's awesome. Her great Dane is amazing. Um, And her life is just fun to be encouraged by. So go give her a follow. Tell her you listened to Twirl Talk Podcast today and you just loved her. And then go listen to her podcast too, y'all. It is so good. I love every episode. So go uh, if you need more Nancy in your life. There you go. She made it real easy for you. (laughs) Um, And y'all, while you're in your podcast apps, following Nancy and doing all the things, um, will you leave a five-star rating and kind review over on Twirl Talk Podcast? We would be so grateful. So, so grateful. Um, It just, again, continues to help us grow and not so that we're some big fancy podcast, but so that we can continue to love and serve our listeners you, um, and just get into as many ears and hearts as possible and spread just some light and goodness in this world to be a safe place to escape to and be encouraged by. And, um, by you doing that small act of tapping five stars and saying, I love this podcast. We get to do that. So thank you in advance. If you've already done so, or if you're doing it right now, thank you. We love you. We are so, so grateful for you and your support. Um, guys, if you want to follow along with us on other platforms, if you're not already, feel free to follow us along on twirl talk podcast on Instagram or at twirl Lex, or if you're in our neck of the woods here in Lexington, Kentucky, um, come let us celebrate you request an appointment with us at twirlboutique.com. We would love to meet you in real life, um, and celebrate this beautiful season of yours. So y'all you're the best. We love you. Huge shout out again to the Smile Lab with White Groom Maggard for their amazing sponsorship of this episode and just continued support of the podcast this season. They're amazing. Go get your smile right with them um, this year, y'all. And remember to use Twirl Talk to get 10% off your comprehensive treatment. Y'all, I hope that you're you're feeling good. I hope that this was a bright light in your day today and you just feel good. That, I, I hope this episode felt like a hug. That's what. That's always what I hope these episodes feel like, is just a good friend coming around saying, hey, sis, you're not alone. We love you. I'm here for you. Cheers. We love you. We'll see you soon. Bye.